the unmistakable uh, sound of Van Morrison's voice there. We're joined now by our own sweet thing, John <laughs> Fardy. Uh, how are you doing? Where do I go from there? I'm doing very well. All the better for that. Okay, uh, Astral Weeks. Uh, happy Christmas to you, by the way. Same to you. Um, you picked a goodie for our Christmas I'm cultural toolbox. I'm glad you toolbox. agree. It's hard to disagree with this, and I hope listeners agree. This is, you know, one of the greatest albums ever made. You can hear its influence on everything from, you know, Bruce Springsteen's early albums right up to the Fleet Foxes and everything else in between. It's a album of poetry and mythology and in a weird kind of way I don't even know what it's about <laughs> I do, I've do. i read everything well, it's, about it. Is it it's kind of a sentimental album isn't it it is it's about a man and a woman I suppose a man longing for a woman and occasionally being with her but there's a lot of other things going on it's rooted in kind of Belfast and gardens wet with rain and viaducts of your dream and all these crazy cryptic but it's all anchored by that gorgeous, wonderful, guttural voice of Van Morrison. I mean, people hear that and some people don't think it's all that beautiful, but I just think it's gorgeous. He he just has this evocative voice that takes you somewhere else. And it's, you know, it's not all that clean sounding. He's a line years later, an album from the 90s, saying, when I cleaned up my diction, I had nothing left to say. And that's what I love about Morrison's voice. It's kind of bruised, but beautiful. Yeah, um, that's the best known song on the album. I think yeah. it's fair to say it's uh, it's not an it's not a particularly commercial. I mean, you t- I think Moon Dance came out was it two years later or something, and that's much more yeah. radio friendly album. Absolutely, than this one would because do. I mean the songs. I don't want to say they're deconstructed, but like phrases are repeated and some of them there aren't even obvious choruses there's almost incantations where he's repeating things like breathe in breathe out breathe in you know and all these different things along and like words reappear across different songs like Cypress Avenue there's a song called Cypress Avenue and then another song called Madam George starts with Cypress Avenue so it's all over the place now that might sound all slightly chaotic but as I say it's bedded down by Morrison's gorgeous voice and the wonderful music that he was hearing at the time. And what's really strange about this album is that it's so kind of beautiful because Van Morrison was in the weirdest place imaginable. Yeah, they, give, us the, give us the backdrop. He'd been in this. a band called Them that yeah. had been quite successful, right? Gloria and all that kind of stuff. Then he'd had this big hit with Brown Eyed Girl, which was kind of an aberration. It wasn't the type of stuff he was writing at all. And he fell in with the legendary old-style music producer mogul type Burt Burns who wanted Morrison to be the next kind of rubber soul kind of guy. And it went terribly, terribly wrong, to the point that Morrison took off to Boston to get away from him and this terrible contract that he signed. And he actually recorded 31 songs of nonsense in a bid to get out of this contract he had with Burt Burns. In fact, here's one of those such songs called Ringworm. I can see by the look on your face that you've got ringworm. I'm very sorry, but I have to tell you that you've got ringworm. It's a very common disease. Actually, you're very lucky to have ringworm. Because you may have had something else. Uh, yeah, I think that song is called Ringworm. Um, so, <laughs> so that's where he was. I mean, that's the antithesis. And then right out of nowhere, of um, Burns 
has a heart attack. Yeah, which uh, his widow half blames Morrison for. She tries to get him deported. They wouldn't let him. He was banned from playing live in New York. He holds up to Boston, falls in with these other musicians and starts to write these songs, maybe as some kind of escape. He was newly married. And he came to the attention of Warners, this particular guy, a guy called Louis um, Merenstein, and he heard him sing Astral Weeks, the title track, thought he looked terrible, thought his demeanour was horrible, but heard that song, and legend has it, he started to cry. And in a way, the rest is history. But what's really interesting then is this album, he assembles a few musicians, doesn't tell them what to play, goes into a booth over three days, three separate periods. Like, you know, this in the age, if you fast forward to the 80s and they go to Montserrat for six months and stuff, this happened in three days in a New York studio. He went in with a guitar, these songs, told the musicians who were in a separate booth, work around me, follow me, do what you want. And it's the stuff of legend now. And then you have Astral Weeks. It's really incredible. And I remember I read this critic who said once, if it had been three other days in the year, I think it was sometime in late September, early October, but had it have been February or March, the album would have been completely different. It's really a snapshot. And one of those lightning hitting the tree at the correct time. Okay. It is a concept album or is it? Yeah, well, I mean... Because we were talking, you mentioned um, Rubber Soul there. I mean, yeah. you talked about how Rubber Soul was one of the kind of, the first of those kind of albums yeah, and that the were the, the complete yeah. package. I mean, this this was, I mean, very different from Brown Eyed Girl. This wasn't yeah. an album of singles. No, definitely not, definitely not. And, you know, it, it's songs you can tell very hard for people to cover even. You know, it's very hard to sing a Van Morrison song, especially for Asteroids. Yeah, it's a song cycle, as I say, but a very strange song cycle where you feel like you're walking through, you know, a garden wet with rain dipping over the slipstream and all that kind of stuff and rooted again in a very northern Irish kind of strange hinterland that was neither, you know, in a way Catholic nor Protestant, if you know what I mean. It was this other other kind of space. Have we time for another quick song? I think so, yeah. Because, you know, you, there's a lot of great tracks on it, but one of the standout ones for me is Madam George. And again, I don't really know what it's about. I mean, I've read all it's about. Some people it's about nine saying, minutes, 45 ah, seconds. Good one, exactly. <laughs> but it may be about a transvestite somewhere in Belfast. People of Van Morrison himself said it's not about that at all. But just have a listen to 30 yeah. seconds of this. Okay. Down Avenue with the childlike vision sleeping into view The click and clacking of the high heel shoe Ford and Fitzroy and Madame Joy Marching with the soldier boy behind He's much older now with head on drinking wine And that smell of sweet perfume comes drifting through Oh, the cool night or like Shalimar Yeah, that's the making all the stops Kids out in the street collecting bottle tops Gone for cigarettes and matches in the shops Happy taking Madam Joy Oh, that's when you 
Yeah, we let that run a little bit because uh, sometimes uh, words aren't enough. Um, Indeed. Uh, I, I, it's funny, I mean, the, the, the number of instruments in that, I, I'm yeah. not sure I'd ever sort of heard it uh, as well before, you know, violin yeah. and flute. I mean, it's really gorgeous, actually. And you it? can hear kind of, it sounds improvised in a good way, not like freeform jazz, but this actually, yeah. you know, that the musicians just happen to be right on key, you know. And I was sitting there listening to it thinking, you know, Seamus Heaney talked about when he first read Patrick Kavanagh how the fact that he used words about like Monaghan and places where he lived gave him this tremendous freedom and it just popped into my head there like when he's singing about like you know uh, Sandy Rowe and all that kind of stuff this album's kind of in the tradition of the great from, Irish from, poets uh, from nearly, stony you know? grey soil to kind of um Dripping water off the botanic gardens or something. In absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But I, I, I hadn't thought about that until I yeah. was sitting here. I, I had a small epiphany. You listening did. To that. You certainly did. Not a bad one. Um, it, it's funny. I loved. I listened to this album about twenty years ago, nonstop yeah. for ages. Yeah. I put it on recently. I, I'm wondering, is it an album you kind of need to be in the mood for? I, I knocked it off. I just, I, it didn't do an awful lot for me. Now, it, uh, it is an, ex- it's an extraordinary album. I'm not denying that. But is it something you got to be in a certain frame of mind? Well, for? I, I'm not sure. I mean. Certainly, we say this a lot, but it's a beginning, middle and end album and it's good to listen to the whole thing. I mean, it kind of puts you in the mood for it when you hear it. Is it the best Irish album ever made? It's hard to say. It's certainly up there. I mean, if I had two Irish Desert Island disc albums, it would probably be this and Actung Baby, you know? Okay, so it is the best uh, Irish album based on that. Okay, super stuff. It's an amazing album. It is less commercial, or it is far less commercial than Moondance. A lot of people yeah. would would maybe prefer. Is this is this the critics' album and Moondance is the kind of the punters' album? Is, I, that, I, is that a little simplistic? Maybe. I mean, Moondance is certainly the one that you're going to hear songs from it at weddings and stuff like that. You know, it'd be a weird wedding if someone got married to you know an Astro Weeks tribute band or something like that. You know, I, I suppose I suppose that might be. Uh, a, a Although there are links between. The two, I mean, into the mystic would sound absolutely. Like they sound album. vaguely, but but the songs on this aren't songs in the traditional sense of the word. So they're not floor fillers, but they're hard to dance to. But that's fine, you know. Okay, all right. Listen, uh, great choice, John Fardy is ever. And I'm not speaking to you. Good. Happy New Year. <laughs> yeah, have a happy New Year. Okay, that's our lot from the Sunday show. Thanks to Stephen Jordan who produced, Aidan McKelvey who researched. Off the ball is uh, up next. Enjoy the rest of the Christmas break. We are now going to venture into the slipstream between the viaducts of your dream where immobile steel rims crack and the ditch in the back road stop Van Morrison Astro Weeks If I ventured in the slipstream between the viaducts of your dream